0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Thailand Cave Rescue Operation
1: What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California
0: Best Western Hotels How old is Ronaldo What happened with Big brother? What What's good? engagement How gift? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates How many the first series Use of IMAP NBA to playoffs. check mail on best other email clients Identify fonts, fonts from where to find Hobby Brian Stout Welcome to God. The of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to do a little case study talking about what to do after a site migration. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor to Searchmetrics. And we're also joined by Tyson Stockton, Vice President of Services from Search Metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no cost? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. Jordan, Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: So how painful was it, Ben? How painful was that migration?
0: Well, I want to set the stage <laughs> <No>. here. <laughs> Please Everybody, do. we don't actually record these episodes every day. We do a couple of them in advance. And Tyson just got back from running around... Naked in the Himalayas for two months. He dropped in and joined us for the winners and losers episode, which is his normal shtick. And Jordan's been covering for him for two months. And so I'm going to keep him on the line. I'm going to get some free consulting out of both of these guys because I just relaunched a website. So Tyson, I just relaunched martechpod.com. We had to go through the process of making sure that all the pages were the same, all the URL strings. We didn't have any redirect problems. Do my domain mapping, resubmit my sitemaps. But Jordan walked me through the whole thing earlier this month. Great. Now the site is live. It actually happened two days ago before we record this podcast. Now, how do I check if everything actually worked and if Google is going to rank my site? Jordan, you've been along me with this process since day one. You know What do I do now that the site is live?
1: Well, I mean, there's a variety of things you should do once the site is live, including submitting your your sitemap file, if if those have changed, confirming that all of your analytics and your Google Search Console elements are live and running. And then, you know, from a very tactical SEO standpoint, making sure that Google is able to access, index, crawl, excuse me, and index all of your content. And so making sure that those no index tags are removed as many times the staging environments have those on. So those are just like the really, really high level tasks that you want to do. Now, from this experience, the other component that would really help is making sure that the site is rendering. So, you know, if, if you don't actually have your site properly showing up because the hosting isn't working, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And I'm making light of that because I think Ben had
0: some problems there. Jordan, you're, you're <laughs> killing me here. I know, I know. You're ruining the whole podcast. (laughs) All right, everybody. So here's what happened. (laughs) Oh, here comes the truth. (laughs) All excited. Hey, it's six months. We're finally going to launch this website. We're going from 400 pages where all of the interviews were published and now we're making pages for each individual episode so we're going to like a thousand pages or so maybe even a little more and so we're increasing the amount of content which was the whole reason for this migration we're improving the design hopefully the site speed the hosting the whole shebang it's just a better more professional looking website martechpod.com if anybody's curious And what happens? We go into our domain server. We go into our DNS. We change all the IPs, all the, you know, pointing host records and all that fun stuff. And I go to the site and nothing happens. All of a sudden my site's dead. And as it turns out, the agency that I'm using forgot to tell the hosting platform that we were migrating that day. And the site was down for a day or so. So I called Jordan. I'm like, hey, what did I do wrong? And it turns out it was an issue with hosting. And then on top of it, Not only did we have an issue with getting the site live because the host, the SSL certificate wasn't approved for the domain string with www, so only the URLs without www were live. And then we got a certificate error for stuff that had www. Moral of the story, that (laughs) is bad. Jordan, how much (laughs) did that affect me in terms of SEO? Well, there's the how much it affected you from an
1: SEO standpoint, which is pretty much zero because we were... Fortunate enough that we didn't have tons of traction with the old site. Now, if this was anybody else and there was a lot of SEO traction already and a lot of history built up, probably not a really good look, right? First impressions matter. But
0: if you're down for a day, it's not the end of the world, right?
1: It's not. In fact, I was working on another migration a few months ago and the blog was down for a full week and literally they put it back up and it bounced entirely back, which I I was totally shocked by. So as long as the the elements of the migration are properly followed in terms of content mapping, redirects, setting up all your on page elements correctly, you're going to be just fine just because you're down for a day. Right. Google recognizes that sites go down. So Google's not naive to this reality.
0: Tyson Chairman here.
1: I would agree
2: with Jordan on this. Like you granted the footprint wasn't like that drastic. Definitely something that you want to avoid, though. like so you know let's fast forward in a couple of years when you're doing this again. I think these are all all avoidable mistakes that uh, you definitely don't want to jeopardize or kind of put out that kind of risk in the future down the road. The other piece too that I would throw in there too, is doing some additional kind of crawls and checks before going live. Not necessarily that that would fix or catch some of those issues that you guys hit. But I would also just like for the listeners, I would say like always crawl the test environment before actually launching and going live. You want to also have your baseline. You're looking for kind of parity between the two. And then obviously, once you kind of hit the go live button, do another crawl, make sure you got the same results
0: as your test environment. All right. So make sure that the site doesn't go down. Thanks, guys. Wish you would have told me that one before I did the migration. (laughs) All right. I'll let you go, SEO experts. (laughs) But look, the things that Jordan told me were make sure that the URLs were matching. Don't, you know, have, you don't lose your traffic. Focus on the priority URLs. If you can't go through each one of them individually, submit your sitemaps. Make sure that you don't have any nofollow links. I don't think I have any nofollow links on places that I shouldn't. Is there a way to check this through Google or through Search Console where you're seeing what is not being followed? So there's one aspect to this, which is setting up a
1: crawl, right? And there are a variety of different crawl tools out there. We don't need to go over all of them, but that's something you want to do both in your staging or pre-production environment, as well as your production live environment, just to confirm that everything is properly rendering from your host. So you're getting, you know, 200s from your host that all the elements, the metadata elements that you've set up are correctly set up and that, you know, you have, canonicals and, and all those on-page elements that you you want to have on, on your site at launch. So doing that crawl is your best sanity check. You can also see in Search Console the frequency at which Google's crawling your site. And often when you do these big migrations and Google's noticing, whoa, there's a big change here, they're going to come and crawl more frequently. And so in your settings within Google Search Console, you can actually see crawl the crawl rate of your site. It's not perfect. It, that is not the place or source of truth. It's just simply telling you, hey, Google's Google's interested again. Uh, your site's been migrated.
0: So I'm looking at the sitemaps first, and we submitted a couple different sitemaps. Some of them were for categories, different types of pages, and then there was just the general site sitemap. And it looks like we've got 800 pages. We actually have the old sitemap URL, martechpod.com slash sitemap.xml. And then we have the new one we submitted, which is sitemap underscore index.xml. They have the same number of pages And they were both crawled successfully. We've got a little less than a thousand pages that were crawled successfully. Because Google said that the status of the sitemap is success, uh, that means all my pages have been crawled, right, Tyson?
2: No. That means you successfully submitted the sitemap. But you also want to make sure you go in there and look at the coverage report. And then from that, you're going to be seeing like, okay, of the URLs submitted, how many ones are indexed, how many ones are kind of in purgatory sitting in there. You definitely want to get into the coverage report and not just get the green light that, hey, you have uploaded a successful sitemap.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. All right, so I'm looking at the coverage report now, and it says it was last updated three days ago, and it says that I've got 500 valid pages and 333 excluded pages. So how do I figure out what those excluded pages are and if they should be excluded or not?
1: Well, this is one of those areas, Ben, where it's super important to have external tools and second sets of eyes because unfortunately, Google Search Console is a lagging tool. It never gives you data at the time of launch or shortly after launch. It's usually going to be anywhere between two and three days delayed. And because of that reason, it's simply not a reliable source. It's not... It's not a bad source, but it's not a reliable source when you're initially migrating your site. You want to be able to get those eyes on any possible risks or challenges much sooner than two to three days later. And so that's one of the challenges that we always recommend SEOs and site managers to prioritize is is that kind of that checklist uh, pre and post migration of a site.
0: All right. So you're supposed to crawl the site. You're supposed to get all this data. But guys, you're supposed to go to your buddies that are SEO experts and they're supposed to help you with this stuff too, right? I'm sitting here with the 178 pages that are alternative page with proper canonical tag. That sounds like they were excluded for something that they might not have supposed to be. Some were crawled, but not indexed. Some were discovered, currently not indexed. I got eight 404s, a couple of duplicates. How much of this stuff should I be worried about?
2: I'd say on those, like uh, you got a mix back in there like there's definitely some cleanup work like the 404s that's kind of quick and easy items so with those like you're simply identifying like what URL has the 404 where it's linked from easy enough to kind of update those links Some of the other ones just based on the timeline of when the migration happened is not unheard of. So as far as like the crawled but not indexed, seen that a fair amount of times. So that's something that you can kind of push or submit different kind of requests to have those crawls. But typically that's not as like large scale on that. But we tend to see usually in like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, like max, kind of like that part of natural portion would kind of fall out. But I mean, there's definitely I would say like some general hygiene and I think within like the linking of it, probably just having some old kind of URLs in there that could be updated to whatever the new version of that page is.
0: Here's the one that scares me the most. I go to the pages with redirect status excluded and I see martechpod.com and www.martechpod.com. Does this mean my homepage has been de
2: Okay, so with that though, it's not your actual homepage, but those are like variants of the same page. So one thing that I'd be looking for in that is seeing that it's like basically registering and both of these are non-HTPS. So basically you're having and I'm assuming you're having links that are going both to the non-HTPS version as well as the WW instead of like what your actual homepage canonical set to and it looks like you are without the WW. So going through and crawling the site looking for every single URL that's pointing to a non https or the WW version and making sure that's all going to the canonical home Page, not those other variants, which is not your canonical homepage.
1: And this is where things get really tricky, right, Ben? Because there's tons of like URL scenarios. So in this particular case, you got the www, and you've got the HTTPS versions and making sure that all these redirects in place and all of this is in an effort to create clarity for Google, right? Not only did you just do a migration, but I want to make sure that Google finds the content that I now have. And like you started in this episode, you said, Hey, we just launched a lot more pages because we created, we broke down these interviews into very specific episodes. And you want to make sure that Google is accessing that without cleaning these things up. You're going to have a hard time getting Google to access that good new content you have.
0: All right, guys, help me out. Where do I go from here? And what have you done for me lately? Tyson, I'm looking at you, buddy. Two months Uh. off. (laughs) <laughs> well I'm I'm actually
2: crawling your site right now so
0: I love you man welcome level. back there
2: you go <laughs> is yeah I think the uh, first thing on this like great kind of went through those initial kind of hiccups and hurdles but from what we're seeing right now in Google search console I think there's just some general hygiene work I think a lot of it is just going to be probably most prominently within like the linking and so from some of these like errors and some of these kind of like no in or non-indexed pages crawled but not indexed that's my biggest kind of suspicion here is that we have some link cleanup to do within the site
0: all right we got some link cleanup to do Jordan anything else that I should be thinking about
1: Yeah, I think that going through once we finish this crawl and actually validating that the new content that you've created, these new episodes have all the elements you want in them, good meta titles, good meta descriptions. They have internal links pointing to them, schema elements like podcast a schema. These are things that are really going to be useful in kind of accelerating that growth post-migration. Because to your point, you went from having one page about this particular interview and conversation to maybe four or five or three. And that, that adds a ton of value to your audience and to the pages and, and possible keywords that you can rank for.
0: All right, fellas. Looks like I got some work to do. Got to crawl the site. Got to make sure I understand what links are happening. I have to add podcast schema to everything. Do you guys know a good SEO that can help me out with this stuff? Well, we were actually
1: planning on spoiling your vacation that's coming up and making you do all of this. So that was kind of our plan. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan and Tyson, you can find links to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney. That's J T K O E N E. And Tyson's is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or you can visit their websites, JordanCooney.com or TysonStockton.com. If you'd like to get a hold of me, well, you're going to have to wait a week because I'm going on vacation and we'll see you on the flip side. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.